G'day, I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. I'm Alice Zhao. And I'm Curtis Herbert. And you are listening to Independence, a show about building a business around the App Store and bringing home the bacon, because everybody loves bacon. I don't like bacon on things, though. Don't like on things? You always ruin everything, Curtis. No, it's like I, I never got the obsession. Bacon with breakfast, wonderful. I love me some slices of bacon next to some eggs. But you don't put bacon on top of the burger. You don't put bacon on... On yeah, everything, do. on salads, and no, it's not yeah, a condiment. Right. That, you, it it should be a condiment. It should be salt and pepper and bacon. Yes. No. No. <laughs> there should be salt and pepper on bacon. Now, I, I, I will go so far as to say that you shouldn't have things like bacon mints and like like mint i m i n t right yeah like, which those. do exist bacon lollipops yeah that sort of stuff I I will I will accept but I I, I no you, you, bacon on a burger is no is too good. No, it's, it's too good. No, agree to disagree, Jelly. This is our standard arrangement here. <laughs> it's two against one this time. Damn it, it's two against one every time. I like my clean desks. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time of recording, Dub Dub has just passed. WWDC. May it Sorry. rest in peace. <laughs> it's just it's just finished. Uh, it was it was what last week, and uh, we're like so now the three of us I think are looking forward to like we're starting to kind of look forward not like in a positive way but look forward in time to uh, iOS 12 and the things that are coming for us in the next year uh, because obviously that's kind of what happens when Apple drops stuff on us at this time of year. So one of the things that I've been thinking about coming off that is scheduling because everybody loves scheduling, just like bacon. (laughs) (laughs) To get all of these features and to build all these features into your app, you have to think about like how you're going to approach it and like the time that it's going to take because it's going to take time. And for, for me, at least, it's on top of all the things that I had already planned for, you know, that I'd been planning for the last year, longer really. So I kind of wanted to think about like, what is your schedule like on that sort of grand scale of looking forward in time in like over the next year, over the next few years? And like, how do you approach developing apps, building new apps and building new features and stuff like that? I I think it's cute that you think that I look more than like a week ahead. (laughs) That's adorable. (laughs) No, that's something I actually want to fix. I mean, I guess at the high level, I generally always leave a bit of a void this time of year so I can adapt to anything that Apple throws our way. Fortunately, this year, the series stuff Slopes will, is already using and I just have to donate the intents and I'm pretty much done. So iOS 12 certainly didn't hit me that hard. Now I am updating to deprecate iOS 10 and 11 and just move straight to 12. So the code base is getting cleaned up some. But overall, it, it it's not a big impact. So it's less work rather than more work because you're deleting stuff as opposed to <laughs> adding stuff. Kind of, yeah, which is nice. <laughs> a, a lot of the old cruft from iOS 10 is being pushed away. And it is giving me some ideas. So you do mention, you know, I made a jest about thinking that far ahead. But I am always a fan of trying to read the tea leaves. And Apple is very clearly choreographed kind of the future of iPad and Mac in some ways. And I've already had requests for an iPad Slopes app just to view your data, especially when it comes to AR. You know, that bigger screen is much more captivating. And viewing your days on your Mac is going to be great too, I think. So I had been kind of holding off on touching the iPad app until I saw what Marzipan was going to look like. Mm -hmm. And now that I have a clearer picture, I'm not doing that. You know, it's not even open to us until next dub-dub. But now I will be purposefully laying a little bit more auto layout groundwork so that next fall I can ship an iPad app and a Mac app 
for hopefully very little work based on what we're seeing from the API so far. But I guess kind of bringing that all back, I am trying to change this up some. I generally have a backlog of features and I kind of pick them as I see a priority here and there or what I feel like working on. But in bringing in employee number one to Slopes, um, we're looking to structure things a lot better to, I guess, more tactically look at features and improvements we can make in the app and stuff like that and try and prioritize them a lot better and a lot more logically versus what does Curtis really feel the pressure to work on right now? Yeah, okay. Which has worked okay, but it's definitely been kind of a ship the feature, look at the backlog, yeah. pick what you think is good next. And I wish I had a little bit better tactical planning. So this all is kind of changing probably in the next month or two, which I'm looking forward to. So for Gus on the go, it feels drastically different, I think, from what you're doing now. We are starting from ground zero. So it feels like we're very much in the very beginning developmental phase and design phase and trying to figure out what it looks like. So I have a larger picture in mind uh, in terms of scheduling and planning. And so not I'm not there's not a huge backlog. It's just more like it's just there's just a lot to do and lots it's a to big consider. wide open field. Yeah, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. There's not like a huge list of small minor tasks. They're just like, I don't know, what is the UI gonna look like? That's not a simple thing to answer in one <laughs> one week. So But you do have to plan, I assume, to some degree, like figuring out what goes in your V one and stuff yes, like that. Like yeah, you you yeah. still do yeah. have to plan that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so we have a general idea on what the MVP is going to look like, the questions we need to answer to move forward every week. And then this year's um, DubDub, we generally, I don't think DubDub changes a ton for us, but th- it gave us um, some new options. More things to do. Well, no. More things to think through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. You thought you had an answer to your pricing strategy. I know. And then pricing. DubDub happened. Uh, and then so, yeah, with the introduction of free trials for paid up front apps gave us a new option to consider versus considering only like subscription models uh, which we were a bit terrified of of you know we'd have to create enough content to justify this um, subscription model so it it gives us a break and we could eventually switch to subscription if somehow we figured out how to create all this content or we we thought that it would you know generate a lot more money but yeah it kind of gives us a way out to create perhaps a smaller product and ship it earlier and just test test the waters that way. So the questions that you're asking yourself and trying to answer, are you giving yourself a certain amount of time to do those things? Like, or are you just kind of working until the question is answered? Or are you trying to answer multiple questions at a time? There's a general time that we're trying to hit the MVP. But I know that with both really constrained schedules, um, it'll probably be extended. So there's a bit of leeway to uh, our, our schedules and answering these questions but we're moving as fast as we can <laughs> I, I feel like that's kind of my approach too just especially <laughs> with this like versionless weird concept i've been on for a long time yeah or at least for the past couple months of like i'm just shipping shit as it's done type of setup so like I'm just moving as fast as I can, and I have a list of features at this point I would like to see ready for November 10th when I consider the beginning of my season. But it really comes down to how much can I ship by then and like how much can I get in place. And it's just keep moving, keep working towards that. And if I don't ship by then, then I hope I ship by November 20th or just like (laughs) just keep putting that stuff out there. Mm. Yeah, I think more or less, Curtis, because you and I are in a similar boat of like mostly shipping features at this point. So more or less we're the same except for the versionless thing, because obviously I still do like traditional in big air quotes, giant air quotes, traditional versioning. 
where I like I will ship stuff with a like a new major release. So yeah. like as an example, this later this year I've got my planned theoretical version <laughs> two. Uh, I I am willing to put that off if I need to, but I, I'm trying to not. I've got my planned version two release, which is like I'm trying to get a bunch of stuff into. So for me, I feel like. I take a more tradition, I guess, traditional approach to trying to like schedule yeah. this stuff. I will think ahead for like, okay, what am I going to do this like for this release? And this is like, it's not even just this year; it's this release. Like, mm-hmm. I have a time, a rough time frame for when that's gonna. I've got to get things done by, which I guess kind of makes it more easy for me to figure out a proper schedule for it because I have I have an end date in mind. Typically, each year I have a release around iOS. And so I try to make sure that I, I hit that each year, which means that I have to be basically have everything that I want in that release done by about the start of September. Yeah, it gives you two week leeway. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of weeks. They're always like in September eighteenth yeah. or somewhere yeah. around there. So yeah. I have a couple I have like, you know, I have from from June to end of August, I have what, three months to, to yeah. get things done. And it's not as long as it sounds. <laughs> so I can't. I, I tend to try and like spend a certain amount of time on each individual thing, and then like, if it doesn't make the cut, it doesn't make the cut. Which is why if I don't manage to get my version two ready for this this release, which is kind of a little bit still up in the air, we'll see. Um, like if that happens, I'm happy to push it off and just release something. Yeah. you know, release a, a major feature that I've managed to fix, which is what I did last year. I did that. I did exactly the same thing last year. Well, and that approach is good because it gives you it, the one thing I lack with just keep shipping is I don't have big marketing splashes. Like a feature comes out, a, some deal might be made of it, but like generally it's not like this big splash of new features. They just kind of keep trickling out. But I guess I will hold back occasionally. Like, so for September, I'm going to support this series stuff. I pretty much already do. But like, even though technically that code works on iOS 11, it's just an API nobody knew about because they never really told us. I'm going to hold that back because I know Apple is more likely to feature apps that launch alongside iOS 12 with this feature. So if I shipped it now, I would lose out on that press potential capability as being listed as a great Siri workout app. Uh, yeah. So I still will occasionally hold features like that when there are reasons. But in general, it's been kind of freeing. Because you're going to have to get all your marketing together, your app store screenshots, all this stuff together for your big version 2.0. And I'm looking this November like I want to change all my screenshots, preview videos, like I have a bunch of new ideas I want to try. But I don't have to worry about that lining up perfectly with some November 10th release of a big new update. Mm. Like if I don't have time to update those screenshots, fine, I ship on November 10th, ship a bug fix on the 13th with the new screenshots. It's a lot more freeing that it's not some big massive thing and I have to worry about cutting all these things and bringing all these deadlines together. It's just a matter of here's my priority list and I just keep working through it as best I can. And things get inserted in that priority list as they come up. I mean, I guess that makes sense. It works for a subscription app with ongoing revenue. Yeah, I mean, totally. I, I will disclaim that. It, it, I don't see this working with traditional paid up front or paid upgrades. Like, this is very much a web sassy way to do things because sure. I have recurring revenue. Yeah. This would not work for other apps. I think part of the reason that I 
continue, even though like now theoretically I've moved to a, I've moved to a subscription. Well, it's not even theoretical. Now I've moved to a <laughs> subscription model and I've got that, you know, recurring theoretically. That's where the theoretically comes in. Yes. The recurring <laughs> revenue. We had to find out. <laughs> the subscriptions are there. The revenue is all theoretical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So whether, whether or not it lasts through the, through the next, uh, through that year. Even though that's the case, I think I still like the like the the major version releases and the the, the typical like semantic versioning because it gives me something to aim towards. Like I have a goal, and mm. part of that like you know that allows me to do things like set myself vague deadlines, mm-hmm. which it doesn't sound like. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't sound like the two of you set yourself any sort of real deadlines. It's just like, okay, well, when this is done, it's done. I feel like the only time we had a real deadline was when we paid someone to do the marketing and we had to finish within the time frame. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we're going to have to finish Gus 2 now. Uh, I'm sure it would have lasted us or we would have um, worked for another couple of months to get it to where we like to our own standards. Um, but that was the one time it was truly like we have no choice but to ship it. But I think because we don't, we haven't uh, in the past shipped a ton of updates, which is kind of where we got in trouble, where we didn't update um, Gus one for like years, and Apple was like, "Do you not care about this one?" I'm like, "No, we do care. It's the one that makes money." <laughs> um, but yeah, we're not. We haven't been in the habit of shipping these constant updates. So we, it was more like we're just going to ship the next language, or we'll ship the next yeah. Gus. So. Yeah, I've had a couple instances where I've, I guess they're not deadlines. They're just gut checks of, is this taking too long? Like going into mm-hmm. last season, I had the goal of having sync and having my new 3D engine in place for the new season. Mm. And I guess that was still the point that I was still mostly like working towards a big update. Like that was my last big update for slopes because it was the culmination of all summer. And I wasn't going to ship two major features when nobody's watching. So like... I kind of had a November 10th deadline for that, but realistically, like, that's a little plus or minus. For the most part, I don't really have deadlines, more just gut checks of, like, I cannot afford to spend more than three weeks on this mm. feature. And if it gets to the three-week point, I need to wrap things up to the point where I either make the call to trade off something else or I get it to a state where it's honestly good enough and users will still be able to use it. And then I can go back and address you know, whatever lingering things I have as a perfectionist. And so it's more gut check than deadline, really. Yeah, okay. My deadlines aren't like, I'm going to have this finished by this date on this time. Well, except for your big 2.0 for iOS 12. (laughs) Well, I mean, even then, like... Except for literally the thing we're talking about right now. (laughs) I don't don't have a specific date. I, I would call it a general deadline because it's like, okay, well, I mean, I don't really know when iOS is shipping. It's probably sometime in September. It could be as late as like late September, but I know that if I hit September, like if I'm still working on stuff on September 1st, I have a problem. My money is on September 18th looking at the calendar. Okay. <laughs> I, I just know, like I know that if I'm still working on things and still trying to get things done on like mm. on September 1st, I'm going to have problems. Yes. So it's not like I've got to like, I, I haven't set myself a thing of like pencils down on September 1st at 9am. I can still be working on stuff and fixing bugs and stuff sure. like that right up until until I launch. But mm-hmm. Well, that's how indies a, do it. We're, we're burning the midnight oil until the last minute and then we get that thing out the door. I, I just, but I, I, try not to I try to make sure that when I've got a deadline I have something that I'm like okay well I know that if I don't if I've hit the end of 
end of August and I'm still going on this, it's taking too long. I have to step back and rethink it. And that's kind yeah. of where the deadlines come into play. So it's less of like the traditional business sort of like yeah, we're going to, yeah, yeah. you know, you know yeah. it, it's more of that gut check thing, but it's like, it's kind of a known date that I can, I can say, okay, Word well, yeah. I need to, I, I need to rethink this. I need to step back. Well, I, I would still, I would still call that a approach. deadline. You have a deadline of shipping by iOS 12. Deadlines can be flexible. They can be questioned at yeah. times, oh, but so that's flexible. the deadline you're working towards. Um, <laughs> Just not in the pencils down sense, which, yeah. yeah, I, outside of business, I don't know. I never got the pencils down thing. If you're close, just finish it. <laughs> um, this isn't a test. Well, I mean, it, de- it depends because if I'm like, I think part of the thing is, is that I know that if I rush myself, I'm going to, I'm going to screw things up so bad. Like, cause that's what happens. Every time I rush yeah. something, I always end up bleeping things up and that's where things go wrong. I don't want to be hitting that situation. But at the same time, I am super flexible. And that just has to, I just pointed last year again to show you how flexible I am. I was intending to ship version two last year. And I was trying to work towards it this time last year. But as I got closer to the release date, I was, I realized like there is just too much to do here and not enough time to do it. Uh, So I just, I made the decision because I knew that I had that deadline looming. I made the decision to like, okay, well, I'm going to figure out what I need to do to ship for a release for this year, mm-hmm. then replan my next, my upcoming year to, you know, fit in this change. And so theoretically, this deadline is actually like a year late, <laughs> but I, so I'm, I'm super flexible. It's just, I, yeah. I try to make sure that I'm planning ahead for that sort of stuff yeah. and trying to keep, and making know, keep a plan good decisions going. in between. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of covers the very general high level kind of like thinking about your schedule and thinking about your plan <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but what about when you break down into your day-to-day life? Does your day-to-day schedule change as you approach these different tasks and projects that you have kind of planned overall? I think in terms of deadlines, I use those in my like weekly planning for sure. Like I, I'm not mm. as flexible with that because I'm like, well, clearly I must get this done or nothing's really moving. I look through the the whole week and just say, these are the things I want to get done. And I'm more flexible with when I do them. I don't have to do them like at a, on a specific day. So it doesn't feel so rigid that like this has to be on Monday and this is on Tuesday. I, I kind of said it, but then I, I mix them up quite a bit as I go along. Wow, I feel completely amateur hour compared to that. Like, I just spent today completely distracted by the fact that me no longer supporting iOS 10 means I can use colors in the asset catalog. And I wanted to do that for a long time. So I'm just diving into my code base, finding all these instances of custom UI colors I've been doing. And like, that was nowhere on my radar more than 16 hours ago. And now I spent all day on it. But the the ooh shiny method uh, tends to be a bit of how my day-to-day goes <laughs> uh, and again i'm trying to get a little bit better with this yeah now i will say like within a day like i'm still amazed that i somehow managed to pull this off but like i am pretty good about making sure i work during business hours like i'm not off playing video games or doing yeah. anything like that like mm. i think having a job job for so long kind of trained me like nine to five i should be mostly working and i'll you know take a break for the gym and stuff but like in general daytime is productive but on the flip side where it's bad and I'm still quite a bit of a workaholic is then I'll usually also spend the evenings doing that up yep. until like nine and then maybe I'll watch an episode of TV. So yeah, my like week to week and even daily, it's not, I don't sit down with a bunch of goals for the week. It's more, again, I kind of know that priority list of like, 
this is like I know the next big feature I want to ship is the editor for people to be able to override my lift versus run detection. And I have this great UI planned and all that kind of stuff. I was waiting until after dub dub to tackle it because it's going to take me a couple weeks to write and I want to make sure I didn't have anything big come on my radar. But like I know that and then I know like the one bug fix that's a priority and I know mm-hmm. some code cleanup that's a priority. So like I know these things and I'll just kind of take them off the stack as I go. Yeah. But I'm not focused on Monday to say like, okay, I projected the editor is going to take me three weeks. So by the end of the week, I should have my storyboard (laughs) done and all this stuff. Like, no, I just know this is the task I'm working on, which I'm sure will drive many people who ever interact with me on slopes crazy because I don't have a good roadmap. I have a gut check understanding of like, okay, the editor will take three weeks, but it's not like I'm doing burn down or like goal planning every Monday or anything like it's, it's very just kind of just take it easy, man. Just get the code out there. <laughs> it's probably because your tasks are probably just larger. Like mine, I can, for the most part, break down very small pieces. And so that's why I can like just pull it out. Okay, I have to get these things done. There, there's several things and you're like, I just had to do this giant feature, right? Like this week. Well, and I know I'll have tons of like even littler features on the backlog, but it'll just be like, I kind of know the order in my head and in the Trello clone I mm-hmm. use of like, these are the really important ones. And I'll just kind of pick at them as I feel okay. like it. And then if I get past those, I know the next ones. But like, I've already kind of prioritized in my head where I want to go, at least for the next month or two. But that's usually as far out as I plan. Mm. But again, that's going to change because now I'm bringing someone on board that's going to help me tell me all the ways I'm screwing things up <laughs> and my conversion rates suck and this is why I have churn and you know all the things to help me actually you know earn more revenue and that's your job title by the way <laughs> yes <laughs> I need a better job title for her but uh yeah so it's going to be I think with that we're going to do much more serious planning of like these are the important tasks these are the order we need to tackle them in and less of the Curtis feels like working on this one right now which will affect my day-to-day because I have a feeling I'm going to suddenly be uh, having to be accountable, which is scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that doesn't sound like something that I would I, I look forward to. The concept of like not being able to just work on the things that I want to work on. I mean, I'm sure I'll still get plenty of that. Like, I mean, I'm still the owner of Slopes. Like, it isn't yeah. like I handed over the complete leash. Yeah, just the whip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is something that I welcome. Not the whip, because it is like this is a blind spot for me. And I know that. And that's why I'm bringing on an employee to help me with this stuff of like, I just sometimes want to work on the shiny features. And I'm generally disciplined about stuff within slopes and prioritizing business and everything. But I think having a second person will certainly help that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm at a I'm at a stage where I'm still just kind of most of the things that I work on are things that either I just kind of they they come out of the moment like. I encounter a bug, so I mm-hmm. fix the bug. <laughs> or me with icons. I discover I can make alternate icons, and suddenly Slopes has 15 of them. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I did the same thing. I, and I, I, it's not like I don't get like distracted by things. But at the same time, like I guess I'm a little bit different in that like I do generally try to have like a like a goal for at least the week you know like not mm. not necessarily the day because sometimes the tasks are just too big but i can at least break them down into like a week like one of the things that i'm working on is uh icloud integration for gif wrapped oh my god everybody go crazy um <laughs> <laughs> Everybody make the jazz and, hands. Uh, and it's a big task 
<laughs> it's a big task and yeah. it's not going to take like just, you know, a day or three or even six. Like it's going to take, it's going to probably take a few weeks. And if I can break down that large task into something smaller, not only am I going to be able to like give myself that sort of, okay, well, am I taking too long on this? What's going wrong? Like all that sort of stuff that you kind of get from like, knowing where you are within a pro within a task but also like i i, I kind of know how much time i can put on other things like i can spend time working on icons for some other person's <laughs> app for example everybody loves the journey icon by the way thank it's, you for that one it's the best <laughs> it's <pretty good>. icon <laughs> it's wonderful i played journey the other day just because i made that icon i was like i i i kind of feel like i want to play journey again yeah, I just I like I I know that I can spend time like messing about and doing other things and kind of focused on other things. And it also means that I can kind of break down multiple tasks and work on multiple tasks so that I have something to jump over to. So that if I start to hit like a a block on one, I can jump onto the other. Oh, I can yeah. never do that. Like that's what? something that No, when I was working on slopes <laughs> and three like the sync stuff and then the 3D stuff like I was heads down on that feature for like a month for the sync feature to get it to work. And like, I wasn't hopping around doing all these other, now mind you, it was during the summer. So it isn't like I was getting a lot of bug reports or anything, but like I was just all on that until I got it probably 95% of the way there and working. And then I started working on other stuff within slopes to, cause like that would test sync as I used it to flesh out some of the other bugs. Yep. And same with the 3D. Like I was just all in on that 3D for like two months. I mean, if you're following me on Twitter, you saw a million screenshots. Um, but like that was just obsessing me for months in a fun way. Did you ever experience like block where you just like you get you hit a certain point and you're just like, I don't I don't know how to deal with this and you kind of get stuck? Um yes, that's what the scotch is for sometimes. Or <laughs> okay, that's what well, the head desk is for. That's why I have to like rotate through all these like different tasks to like keep me on task because I get stuck. No, there was, especially with the 3D, there was plenty of times I got stuck. But I think some of that is I will brute force my way through Mm. or I Mm. will put it down and go for a run and see if that helps break through or I'll give it a break until the next day. Because I feel like, I feel like the brute force method is like, the natural way to do it but also the kind of illogical way to do it yeah it's the bad way so often it's like i've hit a block i need to work harder i need to like you know it's just it's just a sheer matter of will well and for me a lot of at least uh, to be fair with that a lot of times it was more like i had to understand some weird 3d math that was going on Mm. and that is just like it's like studying for a math test like you've just got to sit down and re-go through it and just try and internalize it i i guess part of the thing is like the things that I'm working on, if I'm not enjoying working on it, then I feel like there's not a lot of point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that comes down to like even the features that I select. But when, on a day-to-day basis, when I hit a block, sometimes that block is like, I'm just not understanding this. I need to step away and think about it for a bit. But sometimes it's just literally like, this is really feeling like a slog and yeah. I'm not putting my best into this. And that's part of the problem as well. Like, so often when I find myself at a point where I'm thinking like, okay, this is really feeling difficult and I don't understand things. It doesn't, it's just not fun. It's whatever. I mean, not everything is fun, but it should be a little bit, right? Like, and there are well, definitely- certain, take so much of that grind. Yeah. yeah th- there's definitely a certain amount of, of that sort of stuff that I can deal with. And 
I'm not really the sort of person who goes for a walk and looks at the leaves and thinks about like happy things, rainbows, butterflies, rabbits. Bacon. No, Bacon. I don't. I, I go for a run and think about code that's bothering me. <laughs> but the adrenaline helps. Yeah, I'm not so I'm not the sort of person I don't go for like I don't like get my, that sort of stuff out yeah. of my system that way. But if I jump onto something else that's maybe feeling something a little bit more rewarding in the moment or whatever sometimes that can help me kind of push through and yeah. and i'm still getting you know stuff done it's just on a different task and in fact that's kind of where i'm at with uh with, with the work stuff i'm working on now icloud believe it or not is the is me stepping away from another task that's like rock bottom like <laughs> I, I was disliking <laughs> what i was working on so much that i decided to work this. on icloud <laughs> iCloud is very exciting. iCloud team, if you're listening, I actually have <laughs> massive respect for what you've done, except for iCloud core data, but it all is forgiven. Uh, as soon as I got that little folder icon in the yeah. iCloud Drive uh, folder, like that was exciting. And it came across to <laughs> I, like to, to Mac, and I was like, oh my God, get wrapped up, Mac. What? <laughs> it's just, I, you know, I, I, but I stepped away from another task that I was working on. I was just like, I, I got to a point where I had questions that I just, I just didn't know how to answer them. Mm-hmm. And no amount of sitting there and willing yeah. it to be so was going to solve that. So I just, rather than like sit there and waste waste time, I moved on to the to something else that I was working on, so that I could get I could get through that. I guess. Well, yeah, you let your brain background process and solve its problems at a subconscious level, which is smart. And like mm. me trying to push through, that's how I burnt myself out on localization. Uh, and those weren't hard problems to solve per se. That was just a large grind fest converting yeah, an old project to be right. localizable. Yeah. And that burnt me out. Like, And I ended up ditching that feature for now just because I wasted so many weeks on it. And it just was something I wasn't enjoying at all. Mm. And pushing through just I got to the point where I couldn't keep pushing. Um, so, you know, taking breaks and working on other features is certainly, I guess, a smart way to do that instead of burning out. But so far, that's been the only feature that I've had to really drop because I just wasn't enjoying it for too long of a time. I feel like I'm a lot more like Jelly. Again, two to one, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really mean we- joke I could write, make right now. Bacon and this. <laughs> I think like I struggle a lot with anything that is like uh, creative work. Like So right now we're in the middle of creating uh, lessons and Part of it like flows really quickly and then like suddenly like you run out of ideas and you, yeah, like mm. kind of like you, I, there's no amount of sitting and running yeah. and possibly, well, the scotch might help, but like, <laughs> I don't think I would come up with more ideas on like new diff- types of lessons or something like that sure. or new interactions that are, are, are really fun. So I just skip to something else altogether. Yeah, well, that's a, you can't force the creative yeah, process. Yeah, that that one is like, yeah the hardest one, and then but that's yeah. why I always respect um creatives like like they can sit in a room and like brainstorm and like have all these ideas come to them. And I don't think I work that way. I find inspiration in the weirdest spots, but they feel few and far between. So I mm. need that something to fit the few and far between until I get to the next inspirational point. Yeah. So I mean, we've already kind of jumped into this last question that I had. So it's kind of like partially answered but are there any lessons that you've learned about your scheduling kind of the way that you schedule things that you can apply to your approach now and like or are applying to your approach now yeah i mean it's pretty much what i've just said like allowing myself to jump from task to task and just um not feeling stuck and feeling in the bad place and 
allowing you to work on something that is uh, like, A, you can finish quickly so it feels good. And then eventually finding your path back to the, ne- uh, the next creative um, idea. I, I don't know. I am mixed on where I am today with my scheduling stuff. I, I've definitely learned that this whole, you know, just keep shipping and stuff like it's feeling kind of comfortable. Um, and I'm definitely liking the stress that it takes off of, you know, I have this big 2.0 push or something like that. And it's let me be a lot more adaptable in terms of what I'm shipping and just reprioritizing week to week as needed, which has been great. But it's also feeling like a never ending treadmill because you don't really like jelly. I'm jealous of you because you have this big 2.0 that you're marching towards and Mm -hmm. you're going to ship that. And that's this huge weight off your shoulder and a big celebration. I have a lot less of those nowadays because it's Mm -hmm. just like, just keep shipping just and i can celebrate a feature came out or something but like it doesn't feel as monumental as my old november releases would feel as they were the culmination of six months worth of work and updating for the latest os so i don't know i feel like i'm still learning a lot about how i want to schedule and how i want to ship and i'm not quite there yet definitely my day-to-day management and everything it's anyone who just listened to me ramble for the last this episode of the podcast like i don't know what i'm doing and it's a mess (laughs) but it's feeling like it's going in the right direction so i don't feel like i have a lesson learned yet i just feel like i'm still learning this stuff and i'm i've experienced the nine to five and i've experienced agile burn down charts and i've experienced like all these different ways to schedule software both on a macro and a micro level and i'm still figuring out what works for me Mm -hmm. and i'm getting closer but I'm not there yet. So I guess TLDR, lesson learned, I still have no idea what I'm doing. Fair enough. I guess I'm learning. I mean, I'm, I'm always learning and I'm always looking back on things that I've like and realizing things about myself. And I, I re- actually really enjoy that, that aspect of the work that I do is like learning things about myself. But I think the thing that I've learned, especially over the last couple of years that I've I keep learning it, like I keep learning it and then forgetting it and then learning it again, which is also kind of exciting. That's like me with trigonometry. (laughs) (laughs) But I keep learning that it's okay for me to let stuff go and Hmm. to like push things off and it's okay to miss the deadlines that I set for myself. Like, and I mean, part of that is because I don't really give too much insight. Like I try to be very, very like give little kernels of insight into what I'm working on, like working on specifically, but I don't like promise anything. And that has really allowed me to say like, okay, well I'm working on this, but it's probably not going to ship for ages because I, I just, I don't know if I can like finish it in this time frame, and allowing myself that sort of freedom and being able to understand that when I get to a certain point, it's just not going to happen. At, like you know, I get to a certain point where it's like, okay, this isn't going to happen in the time frame. Like I'm just running out of time. It's okay for me to then pull the shoot, just kind of like you know, rethink my plan, rethink where I'm going, and re-aim myself if that makes sense. Yeah, so, you know, I, I try to I try to allow myself to be you know to be chill about the things that I've got coming up, even if they are kind of huge weights that are like you know like a two point because like a two like my two is very exciting and it's like something that I'm marching towards and it's like you know when I get through it, it's going to be huge, and it's going to be really exciting. And it's going to be like, I mean, for me at least, it will be the be. biggest 2.0 <laughs> you have ever seen. The market will go crazy. 
gifs like never before. It's just it's just got an extra icon. Two point new icon. <laughs> you know, it's it's very exciting, and it's very, like it'll be exciting for me, and it'll be kind of a huge weight lifted and stuff like that. But in the lead up, it's more weight. Like it's yeah. it's amplified weight, and that right. and that's difficult. And I think I need to make sure that I allow myself to. Okay, well, there is a lot of weight here. It's okay to shift like that some of that stuff off and to focus on like just get to the like let's get to the goal line and like let's make sure that we've got this stuff because just like with anything i think apps have a like a minimum viable product that whatever buzzword but i think any sort of anything has a minimum viable product and sure. that's the sort of thing that i'm kind of working towards with my 2.0 like i can have i could throw everything i possibly could into this thing or i could focus on what i can ship and what I can do, and polish the heck out of that stuff, and see what we'll see what we have when we get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so, if you would like to send us an email, please don't make it about bacon. It's gonna be about bacon. If you would like to tell us about whether or not you like bacon on burgers, which let's be honest, if you don't like bacon on burgers, then you're probably the worst. No, then you're okay by me. <laughs> You're on team clean desk. Those two are not the same. Clean burger, clean desk. <laughs> you know, burgers as burgers should be like super messy. Yeah. If your if your burger isn't like just exploding you on your hands. No, no, no. The right thing, it's like your desk. There are only certain things that belong on your desk. There are only certain things that belong on your burger. No. Ketchup, mustard, no. relish, fried onions, lettuce. What about a fried egg? Can you do a fried egg? Mm, I don't think I've actually ever tried that. I would probably like that. Was there any meat on that burger? Did you have... Well, no. Burgers imply meat meat and bun. Right. In my book. I'm talking about what goes on the burger. Oh, I see. Anyway, if you'd like to send us pictures of your favorite burgers... With bacon. (laughs) You can do that by emailing us. And our email address is hello at independence.fm. Or you can jump onto our website where you can't attach an image, but you can describe in excruciating detail your favorite burger, independence.fm's forward slash contact. Otherwise, if you would like to tweet at us with pictures of burgers, that's cool too. Jump on the Twitters. I am Jelly Bean Soup. I'm Eda Duck I Must. And I am Parrots, the plural of the bird. Where you should send those said pictures with um, bacon. With with bacon, yeah. Oh, rest in peace, <laughs> my patience. Multiple <laughs> bacons. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you again in two more weeks. And until then, goodbye. I'm hungry now. <laughs>